no, no, uh, no, we can't do that. It's done. It's done now. Really? Yeah. That's so sad. This is like so. Is it really so sad? It's not Alexa so sad. Esposito. It's not so sad, but it is sad because this is like the perfect. This is exactly what we always use for our intros, that's but now true. it's already like completed its it life cycle. It finished its life cycle, and that's what happens when everything starts on Twitter. Is that it? Just is. It's it's a lot. Goes a lot faster. Yeah. Well, shit. Welcome to Backtrack. <laughs> I'm Em. I'm Jay. And I guess we can just jump right into it since everyone has already heard this Doja Cat song, which is a little sad. I mean, it's good, I guess. She has an actual album out. Like, she's like a real artist. I know. She has a genius annotated video. Yeah. Like, she's she's a real person. So I guess now everyone can go check out her her album that exists already. Um, But what else do we got going? Oh, Camila Cabello and Sway Lee have, I guess, like a remake of Camila Cabello's song Real Friends. I didn't even realize that it was a remake because I didn't really, like, listen to it the first time. Well, it's from her album that came out in, like, December or something. Yeah, I never got a chance to, like, make my way all the way through that. But the thing is, like... Because I just listened to Crying in the Club because I think that's also, like... (laughs) You listen to Crying in the Club? You're so basic. No, that one's, like, Cashmere Cat Benny Blanco, I think. Yeah. But mostly it's just like I care about this re-release just because I it made me realize that I really just like Sway Lee. Don't we all? But here's the thing. I'm going to play you a song and you tell me what the song is called. This is regular Real Friends. What's this song? And this is Honey by Kehlani. <laughs> it's like, it's hard for me to pretend like I don't know what you're about to do because you've like done this literally every time I've brought up the song. Honestly, I thought I was going to be able to like trick you and be like, oh, have you be like, oh, it's Honey. But then instead you were like, you actually did get that it was Real Friends. Yeah. But don't they kind of sound the same? They do. They do. They do. And like the chord. And I'm not saying, oh, I've never heard an acoustic guitar before. So two songs with acoustic guitar sound the same. But like the chord progression is also really similar. And, and the Kehlani and pattern. Yeah. And Kehlani and Camila Cabello's like vocals, riffs and stuff like in that first verse are pretty like similar style. Yeah. I like But honey. Kehlani's an icon and it's gay. So um. yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that's where I was going to go with that. That said, I still I've I fucking love Swaley and I think that. He, like, brings a lot of stuff to the track. Yeah. Which is why I care about this version, and I'm only going to listen to this one. Damn. Um, what else? Drum came out with a new song called Prototype. We're Brass good at tracks. saying it without, like, I pausing know. for five seconds. I know, I know. It's an it's an amazing it's amazing growth we've experienced. Um, Brass Tracks came out with a song, Too Far, Too Fast, and I love fucking love brass tracks so that made me really happy um calvin harris has a new song with sam smith and jesse reyes called promises continuing on those like house vibes from uh isn't he also one one kiss Kiss? yeah yeah Yeah, i think like calvin harris has i'm i'm sort of i feel like he's in between vibes right now yeah i don't know know what's happening because he had like funk wave bounce yeah slide was yeah (laughs) all that stuff with slide was good and even like fucking we found love like, there was a point where I was like, oh, my God, a Calvin oh, Harris yeah. release? Like, I am so down. Like, we need to pay attention to Calvin Harris. Um, but I sort of think he's in between funk wave bounce stuff and, like, whatever his next thing I is I will be. say that I do, uh, that I legitimately think that the next thing is, like, summery, like, funky vibes. 
Okay, for a starters, like Hood Boys new releases. For starters, that already happened, and for second no, starters, no, like it's a new thing that all of the SoundCloud producers are jumping onto. Yeah, I know, but it's also like August. It's like the summer. Okay, true, but what's the next thing in December? Is my question to you. I think it's still gonna be the same. No way, just because of like what climate change. <laughs> <laughs> Climate change has changed music. Now we have summer songs all year. (laughs) Summer songs all year. Um, what else? Oh, the nineteen seventy five has a song called Two Time, Two Time, Two Time, Two Time, Two Time, Two Time. Okay, is it three? I think it's three of them. I think it's three of them. Which bothered me because it's two times, so it should be two of them. Yeah, but that's how they keep you on your toes. I guess your twos. (laughs) <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> I loved it. Um, this song, like, kind of honestly reminded me of old Tofu Beats. I think it was just the auto-tune vibes. But then also, like, it reminded me of No Rome, and I think that that's just because they're both on the same record label. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's so interesting how... Re- I guess it just depends on your A&R. And that, is that why you think record labels have similar-sounding people? Um, yes, and, like, the 1975 is, like, a band, so, like, I think that they are more likely to have, like, a producer that, like, collaborated with them to make this. Oh, that's true. That, like, also, like, Oh, right, because like, they have a similar no team, yeah, You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. have, like, contacts, they'll talk like to that. the same people. Yeah, and in hindsight, that was a really dumb question. Anyways, moving on. Uh, yeah, so then there's also a new release from Secret Songs, which is really cool because... Now it's more like I feel like they're getting back into a bi-weekly swing, which I have missed for like two years or whatever the fuck. Um, but Takuami has a new single uh, called Long Kigo the Third Three. Literally when I saw that, I misread it as Lion King Three. <laughs> <laughs> I kept on reading Long as Lost, mm. um, which would make sense because Takuami hasn't released anything in like a million years. Um yeah, it has some pretty interesting um, percussion in it. Give it a listen. It's not for everybody. <laughs> it has, like, it's, Whoa. like, very SoundCloudy, is what I'm saying. Are you trying to say there's a lot of beat boops? Um, no. Not as much as there are, like, some, like, fun flute sounds. Mm. You know that, the, like, oh, that's that, that the corner other... of SoundCloud, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else? Oh, Bauer has a new song with Michaela. Lil Michaela. She's not little anymore. Okay, her artist name is Michaela. Like, as like a musical artist. Okay. It's just listed as Michaela. But like, everybody knows her as Lil Michaela because that's her Instagram handle. Who is this person? Uh, according to the like, story, quote unquote, she's an android. She's a robot. That... Sorry. Uh, wait. What? Okay. She is the creation of this one lady who has, like, almost nothing written about her, and then this other dude who is a, an actual music producer, which is, like, makes sense that she releases music as a per- like as an artist. Okay. Uh, I think her shit, like, started in 2014, and then, like, she, like... Everyone started having, like, all these theories of, like, is she a real person or whatever? Because when you look at her, like, 
Instagram post, it looks like someone, like, photoshopped CGI, like, a CGI-rendered person into, like, real situations, but, like, there are pictures with real people. Like, there's one with her and, like, Bo Burnham. Okay, so there's, like, an entity called Michaela. Yes. Is basically what we're saying. There's an entity called Michaela who may or may not, and the, who may or may not be a real person. But she like does make actual music. She released this song. Yeah, with and it's like every like it, who is she signed to? And so it's like still, <laughs> she's signed to Lucky Me Records, which is the same record label as uh, uh, Bauer. Okay, so she's pretty real, a real robot. Yeah, she's she's a real creation. She's a real project. Got it. We don't know if she's run by a real person who is that who age. shares the name of Michaela <laughs> and other uh, identifying features. Yeah, but yeah go okay. read all the weird think piece articles about it if you care, okay. or just like okay. stalk her on Instagram. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, anyways, the song is good. Damn. It's very pop. It's her first release in a very, very long time. This robot's first release in a very long time. Yes. I'm just making sure that I understand... <laughs> This quote-unquote robots release in a very long time. But, because, uh, like, she first had Not Mine, and then she had, like, a couple of other songs that went up on Spotify, and then some of them got taken down, which I was very sad about, because some of them were really good. And then, uh, now this is. Got like it. Like, a year, two years later. Got it. That, honestly, it makes sense, like, whatever, however many episodes ago when I asked you little Michaela was, and you were like, she has a mythos. Yeah. Now, now it makes sense. And it that really, was like that's just only only after, you can use to like, describe. when she was like, I'm a robot. And then everyone was like, okay, now this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess this is 2018. Um, but what else you got? Uh, yeah. The last thing I wanted to say is just that uh, Tofu Beats uh, has another single out called River. It is like a slower, like, R&B counterpart to Run. Nice. Basically. Um. Well, I have an announcement. It's big news. Someone came out with an album, <laughs> and I said we had a and mor- it's you. We had a moratorium <laughs> on speaking about them until the album came out, and it's Ariana Motherfucking Grande. And like, again, it's so strange because I don't really like consider myself one of those like Ariana Grande super fans. Um, but like, More I feel like I treated Stan. this like fucking like Avengers Infinity War release like oh, yeah. I literally listened like you know how before like a big movie comes out and you like watch all the previous ones just to like <laughs> remember what happened I literally listened to like my everything and dangerous woman to kind of like get myself I was like what's her previous work like um and then I listened to sweetener and you listen to Sweetener. We and listen we all to, listen we to Sweetener. We all listen to Sweetener, just like the Spotify Lords wanted We all wanted it. listen to Sweetener. <laughs> Everyone listened to Sweetener. Um, what did you think? You go first. Okay. So the concept of the album is basically just that like, when shit is like rough, then you like need some sweetness in your life, a la Sweetener. So like, fun times, Deep whatever. concepts, deep concepts. And now concepts. we're like... This we're is like exactly we're what chilling. I'm saying. You know, we're what? gonna marry Pete Davidson. We're gonna. That's what and we're doing. <laughs> it's and it's all chill and fine. I was literally so curious when I like listened to the album, and then I was kind of like just mindlessly scrolling, which I normally don't like to do because I like to just have the album just happen to me. But then I saw <laughs> that there was a song called Pete Davidson. It was originally just titled Pete. Oh my god. 
It's only like a minute and a half long, which I was like, okay. What, you thought it would be like a 15-minute ballad? I don't know. <laughs> I was so curious. I was like, I want to skip to it, but I know I shouldn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know. I just felt like I actually fucked up. Like After listening to My Everything and Dangerous Woman, I was like shit I wish I hadn't listened to these before I listened to Sweetener because it made it reminded me of like all the things that I really like about Ariana Grande and then some of them were like not as present in this album like the presence of Cashmere Cat yeah me too okay well I obviously I really like Cashmere Cat production but I also love the like she has these really breathy vocals that are what garnered her comparisons to Mariah Carey and stuff. Right, right. But I really, I think she uses harmonies in a really interesting way. Oh, yeah, yeah, And I yeah. think her percussion in previous albums has been, like, really cool, and it has these, yes. like, kind of, like, lullaby synths. Like, and it, maybe that was Cashmere Cat. But, like, One Last Time, I fucking love that song. That's, I don't think that was Cashmere Cat. Oh, no. Yeah, so, like, it's not just the Cashmere Cat. It's, like, I think there's, like, a lot, and... There's a lot more to it, you know, and that kind of like bouncy R&B type of vibes, like ballads and stuff. That's what I think really showcases her vocals. And I felt like there wasn't as much of any of that harmony, like R&B. I guess there were some ballads and stuff, but like it was a lot more um, edgy, question mark. (laughs) I don't know. It was a lot like I think it was a lot more like rough around the edges. It was yeah. edgy in the sense that it was rough around the edges. Yeah. I mean, and I love Pharrell's production. Pharrell produced, like, over half of this album. Yes. But I just don't know that it complements her voice in the way that I particularly, personally, like her voice to be complimented. I agree. So. Yeah. Plus, a light is coming to take back everything the darkness stole. Do 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 do. You never <laughs> let everybody speak, but instead, I was like, "What's happening to me?" Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of articles that was was like, "Sweetener proves that trap is the new pop," and I was like, "This no. is one album, and like, please don't say that." Yeah. Please also, don't say like, that. please never say like really it, like you could make the argument that like trap is becoming extremely mainstream, but like. Do not use Sweetener by Ariana Grande to make that point. I know. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, don't even use Pharrell to make that point. You know, like, uh, that's a little silly. Personally. Oh, yeah. Anyways, specific songs. Uh... Oh, my God. Borderline with Missy Elliott. Okay. I will say that that actually that song kind of got me. Mostly because of the rinsey scents in the background, the, like, super sauce. Because those are, like, very PC music, and that's one of my favorite, like, aspects of them, is, like, that specific scent. Yeah. I think what really got me is when Missy Elliott said, wish you'd chew on meat like fresh grapes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my god, I want some grapes right now. Like, that sounds so refreshing. (laughs) I would love to chew on some with, like, fresh grapes. (laughs) Um, but I think overall, besides that Missy Elliott song, I think my favorite song was Get Well Soon, the last one. Yeah. Just because it had a lot, it was like still new sounding. It was like new 2018 Ariana Grande, but it also maintained some of those aspects of like nice harmonies and stuff. I it will just say that to me I that... think that Good Night and Go was like, if I don't count No Tears Left to Cry because it's just, it's like the star of like this whole era basically mm-hmm. um but anyways 
I really like Good Night and Go. Yeah. Um, mostly because there's that one part in the end where she does the like da 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 that part. She just like does like <laughs> some like sort of like. Are you gonna try and riffing? Yeah, I was gonna say like that. Whatever you just said is not a great <laughs> imitation of Ariana Grande's vocal riffs. Oh yeah, no. Just saying da 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 da. I'm not. I'm not gonna be. <laughs> you, if you think I'm gonna about to be, try to be Ariana Grande live <laughs> right now. Oh my gosh, that would be really funny. But- oh no. Um, but yeah, there's there's some like really fun riffing that's at the end, and it's I makes me so sad that it's only at the end. And then also I listen to it, and every time I'm just like, hmm, you know, make this better. Cashmere can't. <laughs> yeah, but I also, I mean, I like seeing artists change and like grow and stuff, so I can't be too harsh. You know, like if I really like Cashmere Cat production and all those harmonies, I'll just listen to my everything. Yeah. You know, because here's the thing that now that I'm thinking about it, especially, and I thought Sweetener was sort of like a silly, or like not silly, but sugary concept until I like remembered her kind of recovery from the Manchester attacks. Right. And that's like what it's about. And then I was like, okay, like I totally get this. And I like the sort of like rainbow visuals of like, you know, this nice rainbow after a storm, whatever. Yeah. But I think like here's the, here's the difference for me is like when Chromio came out with their album head over heels and I was mm-hmm. like this is really similar to white women like in all the good ways but it yeah. was really similar to white women like I you know what I, it's, it's like kind of it's like do I want that or do I want someone like Ariana Grande to start like really experimenting with some like sharp Pharrell perks yeah and so it's like I'm not like mad or anything I'm or I'm not oh, and I'm no, not disappointed not, whatsoever it's not just like, at all yeah yeah so there you go. Can we talk about the weird one, though? Which weird one? The song Sweetener. Oh, my God. <laughs> that song? We can't, we can't like, cover this album without without addressing the song Sweetener. Because well, I was go. fully ready for it to be, like, this is about to be a, the banger of the century. No Tears Left to Cry was great. Sweetener, this is what the album's named after, is going to be so good. And then I was just, like, surprised. I mean, I felt like it sounded like a mix between One Call Away by Charlie Puth and 7-Eleven by Beyonce. <laughs> I saw... <laughs> Which is like, shut it, wait, smack it, smack it in the air. Yeah, I saw a lot of people comparing the song to uh, Nice by the Carters, because like, that song is also produced That's by true. Pharrell. Oh, that is a better comparison than mine and i mean like yeah you're right but also just like i like can't help i i need to we need to play the song see this is the same chord progression as one call away oh oh yeah and then this part is smack it smack it in the air yeah. Okay, literally, when I started hearing this part, I was just like... Triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it. Yeah. And so then I was just like, okay, why are there ad-libs in this Ariana Grande song? Sheesh! Sheesh! Yeah, I think, I think this one, I do think it's kind of a banger. It's like a slow banger. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I listen to it enough times, I'll like get into it. 
But right now, I like will not be able to get over sheesh. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but this is the type of R&B stuff that I think I'm more partial to on the Ariana Grande side of things than you are. Yeah. So. I agree. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all in all, she's practicing self-care, and she's doing all right, and I just want her to be happy, and that's what is important. And she's going to marry Pete Davidson. Can't forget that. As much as you want to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was about to be like, I would like to. (laughs) Um, oh, speaking of albums, Young Thug also came out with an album called Slime Language. He had originally said he wasn't going to release new music this year in tribute to his deaf brother, but I think um, he may have gotten some like responses to that interview or something. I think the National uh, Deaf Association was like, you could release music, but make it more accessible to deaf people. Like, that's an option. Um And so anyway, I guess he took that to heart and released this sort of like compilation tape called Slime Language. Um, There's like ASL on the front of it. So I think it's still sort of like with his brother in mind. Um, Young Thug be crazy is what I will start off with. Like, I feel like the music industry and just like the world kind of like needs more people like Young Thug. He's great. Like when he didn't show up to his own music video. Oh, yeah. So legendary. Um, also, he also, when he turns directly towards the camera in the video for Gain Clout and goes, huh? <laughs> you are, like, obsessed with that, and I respect that, <laughs> but I am not obsessed with it. He just makes this face with where he's, like, he's showing his teeth, but all that's coming out of his mouth is, huh? Yeah, he is, like, a wild child. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then he also sent a snake to XXL to announce his album, like a small pet snake named Sex. So that happened. Um, But yeah, anyway, compilation album released that has like each song has around like two or three features. And like, I really enjoy that normally because it has this like fun group dynamic. That said, I kind of felt like I was maybe a little bit spoiled by Astroworld, which it had like such interesting features that were used in these like really cool ways and like that complemented the song and the artist and it was new for them and i felt like even though the instrumentals and the bars were good they didn't necessarily showcase the features in the best way like gunna everyone's obsessed with gunna and i feel like i'm also still like excited about gunna but like i was not like damn like gunna's murdering this shit right yeah now. yeah um but anyway i really i thought the album was still fun you know, and I, I'm like intrigued and fascinated and sort of can't look away from all of this like slime shit. So (laughs) (laughs) like there's literally a song called you ain't slime enough. And he says like, slime you out. Like I'll slime you out, which I like, don't know if it's like a euphemism for something or if it's just like something that's uniquely like a thing that young thug does. (laughs) Yeah, Young Thug actually just, like, secretes slime from his skin. (laughs) (laughs) Like, maybe. It's totally possible. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that's Young Thug. That's slime language. Slime, slime yourself out. Slime all your friends out. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Hopefully it means something good. (laughs) It means give them love and affection. (laughs) Yeah, it means listen to their concerns and validate them. (laughs) All right, go ahead. It's all you. (laughs) Yeah, so in other news, uh, Super Organism has a new remix out by literally Cedric Gervais, as in, like, Summertime Sadness. Also Molly. 
But summertime sadness. Summertime mostly. sadness mostly. Uh, yeah. So like fucking spinning records, big room house era. Nice. But love that blast from the past. So I was just like really curious about it, but then it turns out that this is like an actual banger, and I have to play it now. <laughs> okay. Like normally I wouldn't be like hitting up the like remixes so hard, especially because Superorganism has done like a lot of like collabs recently. Yeah. But this one is so good that I have to play it. I I like Cedric Gervais's releases in general. You know, like I don't feel like Cedric Gervais has done too much like random just trend shit. You know, he kind of does his own thing. And so now it's like a fun like chill house track. Yeah. The like drop is great though. This is nice. This is definitely like softer Cedric Gervais, but it hasn't like he didn't like pull like a rehab like total 180. Yeah. And then there's like this other part where it like comes back as like eh eh everybody eh and like it's great. You love that vocal splicing. I do, but it's Dude, done vocal very splicing well. is like over. No, it's not. It I still mean, lives on in my heart. It's okay. It has hit mainstream in a way that like a lot of people do it in a way that doesn't contribute to anything and isn't fun that's what i'm saying so it's it's done it's over it's not done and over you can still do it in a good way it's just that now other people have figured it out as a technique and then like do it in a stupid way (laughs) that's a harsh criticism (laughs) i mean there are songs with really bad vocal splicing what do you want me to say that's true like the quack 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 but i like to party yup (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we did literally. Make I fun love of Clean Bandit. Like, all love to Clean Bandit, but that was like probably my least favorite vocal splicing from them slash that I've heard in the last few months or so. years. Oh, okay. Anyways, uh, Merlot and S Type have a new uh, single, which is called Make Believe, and so Merlot is like very uh, nestled in that. In, like, a SoundCloud sphere. The flute sphere uh, or the beat boop sphere? More of the beat boop sphere. <laughs> they have some stuff associated with uh, its official name. Fractal Fantasy. And Got it. Uh, they have a really good official remix of this a song by Don Richard. Oh, like, my God. I love Don Richard. Don, she has yeah. a stopwatch, stoplight, stop. I think it is stopwatch. Stopwatch. But right? I'm not sure. But yeah, the song Wake Up, Merlot has an official remix of that that's really good. Um, but I wanted to play this song because I think it's like really fucking cool. And you're already going to say something, but it also has vocal splicing. <laughs> this also hits that pitched up vocal sphere of SoundCloud. I know. It's all my favorite things about vocal manipulation. Pitched up, sped up, probably from an R&B song. (laughs) And he has this really fun bass. Like, like Merlot has like a fun like semi-club vibe. Um, yeah. Anyways, S-Type is also another, like, producer that is, like, very SoundCloud-based. Um, and I, like, really like some of their remixes. 
And so, like, it was just cool to see them both, like, doing things together, especially because S-Type has been releasing, like, a lot of singles. Like, they were they were at a point where it was, like, one every week, and there's like, fucking, like, 20 of them or some shit. Like, it was crazy. There's not 20 singles, are there? There's a bunch. Like, hold up. I can, like, literally count them. Like, I'm bringing this shit up right now. There's not 20 singles. That's, like, so many... That's so many weeks. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... Uh, uh, mm, 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 mm. That is 20. The fuck? It's like literally exactly 20. Are they like a minute a piece? Like how do you come up with that much content? I don't know. <laughs> That's insane. They also have great names like Tump, uh, <laughs> Grunt, Ocean, Moomin, Mirror, 1AM, Dante, Fireball, Wigging Out, Telena. Okay, 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 okay. I believe you. I believe you. That's crazy. One song a week's insane. Remember when I took that class and like the two people in the class were like, we're going to make one song a week the entire class? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It didn't happen for them, which is part of why I was so skeptical about this. But yeah, they were hitting it hard. Damn. Um, Reggaeton announcements, though. We got to do it. Yeah. Just kidding. We actually don't have to do it. And I'm really going to stop like parroting just all the shit that I like see and my release radar and like New Music Friday Latin. But I still really like Nuestra Canción by Fide, and Baby Wally has a new mixtape, which is lit. Um, one thing I will call out, though, is um, Cuál es tu plan with Bad Bunny, and like a bunch of other people, has this like fucking crazy album art. Literally, I showed you it, right? It's where like one person's like a broccoli, and yeah. one person's a potato, and one person's a hot dog. The hot dog one is my favorite because <laughs> the hot dog has piercings. Despite not having a nose, the hot dog has a septum piercing. <laughs> it's literally like, I couldn't look away. Like, the song ended, and I honestly can't even tell you how it sounded because I was staring at the album artwork the entire time. You get sensory overload just from looking at the yeah, album Yeah, it was so much. It was so much. Um, but one other noteworthy thing that kind of happened was Daddy Yankee and Janet Jackson collaborated. No, that's not how it's pronounced. Excuse me. We're so bad at this. It's Janet Jackson. <laughs> Janet Jackson. <laughs> I did it so well, like, 20 minutes ago. Uh, I can't do it. Janet Jackson. I'm getting too nervous. He does it, like, twice, and it's so good. Once at the beginning, once at the end. I'm surprised that he didn't do Janet Jackson. Because that's how he usually does Daddy Yankee. Oh, really? <laughs> That's really good. Oh, wow. I will say, though, I, like, fucking love that song primarily because of the everybody move your buddy. That's, like, I also like that, but I can give you, like, more songs that do that, you know? Like, this is not, it's not a unique, it's it's not a unique vibe, is all I'm saying. Okay, well. I love it. I mean, I do I love it. I just heard it. Yeah. No, I, so. d- don't worry. I'll, I'll get your, your move your buddy cravings. I got you. Um, but yeah, that's that's really it for my for my special reggaeton announcements. I literally just covered the album art, a Janet Jackson song, and then like one actual Latin song, but it's fine. Um, anyways, Mitski. Yeah, so... She did stuff. She did that. <laughs> uh... So Mitski released an album. It's called Be the Cowboy, which is very interesting. Who's Mitski? <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> um, so Mitski is a Japanese-American songwriter, and I say that- Mitski, if you're listening, I know who you are, and I love you. Because- 
But continue. She, like, literally grew up in Japan and then, like, moved to America, I think, like, in high school. And so uh, she has, like, a, like, a lot of people know her from the song uh, Your Best American Girl, which is, like, about basically, like, trying to live up to a very, like, unrealistic expectation that she was, like, fed by American media of, like, being very, like, white and stereotypical. Yeah. Like, in a yeah. heterosexual relationship. She was just, like, in, yeah. Great song. Very good song. Um, but yeah, and she's also queer, so that's fun. <laughs> and we love that here. We love that here on Backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the actual album is called Be the Cowboy, as I said. Um, I honestly thought that Geyser was like a perfect opener to the album. It like really flowed well from the uh, last album, which is Puberty 2. In, and, like, as it gets, like, sort of more, like, grand and it gets more into, like, the flow of the new direction that is Be the Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, it's just, like, a really good intro. And I I love that about, like, albums when they just, like, yeah. have that really solid Yeah, no, beginning same, same, end. same. Just wait for the, just wait for the Amine album. <laughs> yes. I, I, I honestly can't wait. It's a great album. I like it. Um... <laughs> So, um, I will be honest and say that when I first heard, like, Nobody and it, like, came out, I was about to be like, am I about to lose, like, all of the, like, style? Like, is she gonna stop making music that's, like, super, like, sad and I can just, like, wail (laughs) about? This is a a large difference between you and I in terms of our music listening activities. (laughs) Yeah, because you know that I uh, really loved First Love Late Spring, as many young gays do. <laughs> so you basically were like, I don't know if this album is going to be sad enough for me? Well, I was I was afraid that she was going to lose her, her uh, style of, like, very intense emotional ballad type songs. What if she's just in a really stable and happy place in her life? That's also great. But like <laughs> I just as like I I do love those songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, that's fair. Like that's they fair. occupy a very specific place mm-hmm. and I don't think that anybody does them as well as she does. Yeah. Um yeah, I literally have a sweatshirt that says Make Out Creek Parks and Recreation, <laughs> which is like a, a reference to her yeah, album yeah, yeah. before puberty too which is uh bury me at makeup creek mm-hmm. um but yeah like anyways like nobody is a bop and the album turned out to be like still the same like feelings as previously mm-hmm. with just like, like intensity wise yeah, yeah but just with feeling like a little bit warmer in the background and like production sort of side of it mm-hmm. um and she does still have her like ballads with really really long notes and like she still does a lot of half <laughs> like half steps in her yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> in her yeah singing yeah. and like has those like really like more rock-ish sounding songs mm-hmm. um i feel like the peak of like the new direction was lonesome love and i just want to like play that so that you get the real cowboy vibes I'll call you to see you She's so on pitch, you know? Yeah. She's, like, so good. Just 
some light reverb, you know? That's all she needs. It's like Slight yodel coefficient there. Yeah, I know. It's like interesting because now that it's like got a cowboy vibe to it, now it's like her signature thing. Like she always has done that part, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like, but now it's like you read it more yodely than it mm-hmm. was before. That's true. Um, and I think that it's just interesting with this new context. Um, but yeah, the other one that I, the other song that I really liked was A Horse Named Cold Air, but that's, like, also because it reminds me of those really, like, gut-wrenching, like, songs with the really long notes that are just, mm-hmm. like, really sad and, like, I'm gonna go cry in a bathtub now. Jesus. Um, which is <laughs> humpty if you ever need a, a good song for that. I think, like, for me, Frank Ocean sort of occupies that whole space. Like, there's no room for any other crying artist. Yeah, I think that it's a different type of crying, but it's, like, <laughs> it's also crying. And it's also, like, gay crying. Crying so. just the same. Yeah. <laughs> Cries in gay. Cries in gay. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, like, going back to the whole, like, really good opening and really good ending, like, I think the two slow dancers is a perfect end. Yeah. And it also, like, closes out, like, it feels like it opens the book of the cowboy aesthetics, and then it closes it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, it's ready for her to go in any direction that she wants. Like, it's not like, this is the new thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I liked. So, that's the Mitski album. Do we want to do some more singles? <laughs> Can we get a Yahoo? <laughs> Should we do a Yahoo? Um, yeah, I've got one, actually. It's the song called Always Been You by Sarah Reeves. And I like it specifically because I have this, like, I'll just play it and then I'll explain my vision. (laughs) It has this really long intro that I am going to skip, lol. I didn't recognize it. There's no way I could fight it. Okay, so I feel like these vocals are, like, super breathy and, like, it reminds me of when I would listen to a song in, like, 2012 to 2015, and I would be like, oh, I want this remix. Yeah. So, like, this part, like, is honestly, like, basically dry, so I feel like someone should capitalize on that. But, hold on, the drop is coming in, I feel like it helps explain why I want this particular remix. Okay. I want an Amtrak remix of this song. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, like, know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. You know, like, like the two-door cinema club remix, the handshake oh, one? Oh, yeah. Like, I want something to happen that is like that. Yeah. You know? And for reference, this is the remix for that. Another long intro that I might like low key. No, you long. have to. You have no, to. I know, but this it's is like so nostalgic for me. I know this actually would have been a great backtrack for me, but it's oh man. I know. It's... I fell asleep on like in so many like long car rides to this song. Yeah. No, it's it's so great, and I feel like it. it I heard, first heard it because it was the opening song for maybe a Cascade mix. Or no, something? it was it was a Cascade mix yeah. for like a Las some Las Vegas club. Yeah. No, it's great, and, it, and it's it's sort of like this halftime. Oh, marquee! That's what it was. Yes, yeah. Normally, this halftime is like I'm not that partial to it, but I think because it starts off in halftime, I'm like 
more just like down for the vibes. Plus, I'm such a like sucker for like cool intros. Um, anyway, this is what I want to happen to the Sarah Reeves song. She said the devil will want you back. Great dance moves happening here. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So yeah, I listened to that song by Sarah Reeves, and I was like, a remix by Amtrak needs to happen for this song. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit dizzy right now. <laughs> oh my god. But don't you agree? It's like one of those songs that it's like, I hope that... <laughs> what? I'm laughing at myself, it's fine. Okay. But you know what I mean, though? It's like one of those songs that I feel like it would come out... And then everybody would remix it. Yeah. Like Gold by Kiara. I remember that was the last song oh I remember God, that that yeah. happened for. That was like, do you think that was what, that was definitely one of the last songs of that era where it, it came out and then everybody that had still to remix happens. it. With what song though? Name the most recent song that that's happened for. People did it a lot with a lot of Galantis songs. That's true, but it was different because I, I feel like... It, Yes, that does happen, especially when artists will release vocals and stems and stuff. But I feel like there was this whole era where it was kind of like these mellow indie style, semi-breathy vocalists that would then have their shit put into remixes. Yeah. As opposed to them being like, everybody go remix my track. I guess maybe they. there was also a fair amount of that. But like, you know what I mean? There was that was this whole era on, on the cloud of sound. Yeah, I can't stop thinking about that remix and how good of a backtrack it would have been for me. I just det- I derailed everything. But yeah, um, that's the first thing I listened I mean, the song itself is great, but then I also had just like yeah, such a vision. I fully agree. And now I all I can see is the vision. I'm blinded. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> um, anyway, in other news, Aluna George and S.G. Lewis have a song called Hurting. And it's super fun, super bouncy, funky shit. I love Aluna George. She has such an interesting voice. Um, Like, when she sings stuff, it just sounds cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you seriously still distracted by the Amtrak remix? Uh, Literally, I am. Oh, my God. It's like, like, I didn't know. I don't even think that I ever, like, fully found it because it was, like, before I, before I like, listened to mixes and then, like, tried to find all the songs from the mixes. So it feels well, like I... Well, you usually just click more information because now like I have a track feels like a long-lost child. Oh, my... It's not a long-lost child. It's in my iTunes. It's in your iTunes. It's not in my iTunes. Okay, well, it's in my iTunes. I have the mix in my iTunes, and I remember, like, playing the mix a bunch of times just to listen to that one song since the beginning. <laughs> I had no problem finding this song. I think it was in the information. I never looked at it. It was very early in my listening days. Okay, well, you got to get your shit together. We have more stuff to talk about. Okay. So, the Knox. Okay, seriously. Okay, the new song is Goodbyes featuring Method Man, uh... And I will be honest, the rap like kind of surprised me. Yes. I was like, oh my god, it surprised me too. It was like, oh, like fun the knocks, and then it was just like, oh, oh. like, <laughs> and here comes Method Man arriving <laughs> on the scene, and it's like good. Like after you like listen to it once, then you're like ready for it, and then it's like fine, and it's like a good yeah. song. Yeah. Like when the second verse comes, it's not like oh no again. Like, <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Anyways, another single from M and E K. Uh, since fuck the one about colors. It's called colors. Oh yeah, cool, out. great. You're like fully off your game for the rest of this episode now. <laughs> the one with the colors. <laughs> Anyways, it's called Crazy World. I uh really I thought it was really interesting because it reminded it brought me back to his like earlier days of like the rhythm and like that EP. No, like the um It was not at all like the rhythm. This was, song was like opera-ish. I wrote a song about you last night. Oh, yes. Like yes. those ones. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. Where he has like kind of like really interesting directions for his melodies. Yeah. 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 That's what it was reminding me of. Yep. It, not the rhythm specifically, but that era. Right, 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 right. That EP. Um, anyways, uh, the song is interesting because it's like literally kind of about like marginalization and like surviving, <laughs> which like you have to imagine has a background in him being a black gay man. Um, For sure. Just like we're just trying to be out here and like exist and yeah. like not get killed or discriminated against. Anyways, uh, do you want to talk about something that's more happy? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, Keep in Touch with Bryson Tiller came out and Tory Lanez. Bryson Tiller's pretty dope, and I think we've talked on the show before about how we all love um, Tory Lanez. And Kid Ink and 24 Hours have a song called Canna, Kana, Tropicana. I guess it's Canna then, because it's for Tropicana. <laughs> um, and Wait, then- is this like a, like a Kyle McDonald's... Thing, but like with Tropicana, I don't think it was like fully sponsored. Right, Okay, yeah, you're right in that. It's I think not, it's like, just sponsored. like a reference, but I also think that it would be really fucking funny if it was just like two ninety nine. It's a like, <laughs> <laughs> like that is what that's the mix was though. Yeah, it's more just like a. Just a name drop. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Reese Nem has a song called What's the Hook with Chance the Rapper. I love Chance. And now I love Reese Nem, so it's great. They have such cute cover art. Oh, yeah. I did really like their cover art. I was like, this is a cute song, and I don't understand why it's, like, up here, because, like, this cover art looks, like, too, like, cute and sound cloudy to be, like... At, on like the new music Friday, <laughs> it's type such a stuff. bop, and it's so. And then fun. I was like, "Oh, it's featuring Chance the Rapper." I think like it maintains like a nice sort of indie vibe. You yeah. know, it's a great release for Chance after No Brainer, which is like the least independent vibe you could possibly ever have. Yeah. Have you seen the music video for No Brainer, by the way? No, I okay. I've seen oh clips of it. Oh my god! I've seen clips. It's of Buck it. Wild. It's literally just like an advertisement for a lot of crazy things. Oh, like great. DJ Khaled is literally like displaying like Vanna White style, like some alcohol at certain points. It's like really meta. He's like directing a music video, but like that is the music video. He's like directing it. So they have, which is funny to me because the set obviously has like a director's chair with dj khaled in it but you have to imagine that there's a real director outside this director's <laughs> set so they've created a fake set but outside of it, they probably have like a real like chair and stuff no there's actually two dj khaled and then there's another one <laughs> it just keeps going another one another, another one. one another one um but it sorry the reason i bring that music video up is because chance literally looks like like dj khaled like 
does not blink at all of these like product placement he's like kind of like chilling like don't give a fuck justin bieber similarly like yeah whatever i guess we're advertising for ciroc now i don't care whatever it's you stick out of the crowd it's no brainer and chance like looks deeply uncomfortable in this music <laughs> video <laughs> like there's points where he's kind of like looking from side to side like what am i doing here um that's really fucking funny yeah and also because so of like him in the album cover like staring off into being like i can't believe i signed up for this again this year um just kidding i really no brainer is so catchy but it was just, it's just a good contrast i think from no brainer to go to this what's the hook song <laughs> that is so funny and now i have to watch it oh my goodness um last thing that i wanted to mention amine has a new album amine I always have to like make sure I'm saying it right. Amino acids. Stop. <laughs> Luckily, he says it in a bunch of his songs because everybody keeps like fucking mispronouncing it, so it's fine. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so who is Amine? He is, I think, like Ethiopian and Eritrean, um, but he's a rapper from Portland, and he has like a super fun-loving and sort of like playful flow that doesn't quite edge into like nursery rhyme rap, but it maintains like a little bit more of a solid foundation under the bars is how I would kind of characterize his flow. Um, he's really famous for that one song, Caroline. Um, and I think I kind of, and like, it was a fine song. It's just, I think I lost it a little bit in that era of like I Spy and Broccoli. And like, it just kind of like flew a little bit under the radar for me. But then I ended up actually really liking uh, Good For You, which was his 2017 album. Um, partially because he has a song, Heebie with Kehlani, which... It's always a good sign. But I really, really like the song Blinds. Um, it had this, like, I don't even know, like, Dilla-esque beat with, like, the hi-hats being super close to the kick. Let me, like, let me show you it. You see what I'm saying? With, like, the hi-hats and, like, the kick being, like, yeah, it really gives it, like, a swing. And I love this baseline. Every day I'm counting up my paper. Yeah. Petty nigga take the ones in public with the vapors. Aye. Leave them in the dust and then we tell them see you later. True. Only people that truly know me is my mama. And, and then my this court. Yeah. You like my free form dress. True. I love it when she gives that, a nigga like, free form dress. Really it's like your banana boy. Favorite color you know. Yeah. Okay. Yellow is the new black and I'm Mr. Anywho. Turning it down just because that song is fully like a minute and 17 seconds. Um, So yeah, I... Ended up, like, being, like, okay, this Caroline song, it's, like, cool. You like to fuck gory, like, a Tarantino movie, like, sort of unremarkable. But then I was, like, actually, this guy's, like, pretty dope. That's, I think, the reason why I didn't listen to him at first was just because, like, I was, like, why do people know and care about this artist? And then I, like, listened to Caroline, and I was, like, okay, cool. Yeah, there's a lot more to him than that, starting with this, like, sophomore album, which is, I think more focused and like pensive and sort of mature which is what I would expect from a sophomore album and he talks a lot about his experiences as a black man I think some of the songs like Cantu about like white girls asking to touch his hair are like things that probably happened to you having grown up in Portland um but anyway this album goes back and forth between like sort of established rapper talk like you know, my net worth is going to be billions or my personal favorite, which was like used to plaque on my teeth and now I got plaques on the walls. <laughs> um, and his experience at being like black in America um, and also girl troubles, which I feel like is 
standard operating procedure. Yeah. <laughs> Although his my one of my favorite lines about that is uh, what does he say? He's like she's Bjork cute, so she's really fine, but just sort of weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I guess that's true. Um, in terms of favorite songs, it's like sort of difficult to call out one specific song because I really liked all of them. Doctor Whoever was so good. It's like the intro. And I think like I always liked intros, but I never like I never really catalyzed for me like quite why. But in the intro, he says like these intros aren't meant to be bangers. They're for you and me. So we don't end up as strangers. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so right. It kind of like establishes this nice like mellow connection with like the out al- like the whatever album and what they're about to present and the artist. You know what I mean? I feel like I like when the stage is is sort of set. Plus, I like if you say a song's not meant to be a banger and then it's like slow and chill, it really increases the impact when a dope ass beat just comes out of nowhere. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, I really liked that and I love like Ricky Thompson, that like Vine YouTube Instagram guy. I mostly follow him on Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, I love him. <laughs> he is like kind of what Lil Yachty was on the Kyle album, like the conscience Jiminy Cricket narrator type yeah. of person. Um, but I actually think Ricky Thompson's presence has a little bit more continuity than like the Kyle album's yeah. conscience character yeah. had. Um, but it was so it was so great. Like, I think it really helps set the stage for like what's going to be talked about like um ricky thompson has this sort of like lighthearted like get being like sad on your fucking birthday or whatever and then like amine is talking about struggles with mental health and like therapy and the black community and like mm-hmm. th- how he thinks about like where he is and like who to ex- like trust and he like doesn't want to like hook up with people who are fa- you know like the, it is like lighthearted and fun but then it also sets the stage for like more serious stuff yeah uh in terms of production i think they, um, they meaning Amine and this other guy Pasque, who's produced the songs that I really like the most, have hit on this pretty dope bass that I'm like very very into. And so there was like I liked that consistency a lot. Like Blackjack and Y really work together um, and have this super cool bass, which I will give you an example of. I just this thing. Do do. Sounding like a new whip. Do. See what see this flow is like a lot more like has a much higher density. Yeah. Um and so I understand why it's like a little bit more underproduced than, for example, like the Kyle album. But I I kind of I think I got a little bit tired of the bass towards the middle because it they just kept using the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I think Cantu was my favorite favorite song and had like a pretty swaggy message behind it and stuff yeah yeah something about the hook of this song really reminded me of a Brockhampton song and i still can't remember what which one yeah that's fair like to me i think this flow specifically on this song sort of reminds me of like a lil wayne six foot seven foot type of flow mm. maybe it's because i can imagine him saying something about lil tucci Right 
And I think there's a part in the second verse when he's like, she said, don't touch my hair. You know, like that sort of like slight right here. Like that specific rhythm and like slightly just like a touch off the beat really reminds me of like a Lil Wayne-esque flow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then the other song that doesn't have this bass, even though I love it, um, even though I love the bass, the other song that I really, really love that is more of a different style was Together. Um, it's so pretty and it's so sweet. And I thought that not only was it like a really nice sort of self like reflecting song, but it was also a really great bookend to the album. Mm -hmm. And it just shows that, I don't know. He just seems to have a lot more clarity on like who he is and like what he thinks about. And like overall a really great, a really great second, second release, second album release from Amine. Way more to him than that fucking Caroline song. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why it's like, damn, now I guess I do actually have to look into this because I really like Cantu. Dude, just wait. Together is like so, so pretty. The whole, that's the thing. The album, when you listen to it, it's fun to listen to. Yeah. Because the beats are fun. The bars are fun. And then like Ricky Thompson is like in there to pick it up just like whenever yeah 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 it's good anyway um last couple announcements hoodie allen has uh two new songs operation and wasting all my time in operation he shouts out uh rudimental he's like just lay it all on me like rudimental and i was like oh my god great song hoodie (laughs) i also love that song (laughs) um and then neo not to be confused with now lmao um i almost thought you were talking about neo (laughs) no close neo um released a song called another lifetime earlier this year but it has a remix by shareware which is super fun um and then the last thing i wanted to say was prom night has a song called swim with i think b lewis is the vocalist yeah 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 Yeah. there's another thing that i remember b lewis from but i forget yeah, no, I think that I had a similar experience, and that's why I was like, oh, I'll, like, fucking listen to this song, like, for sure. And then it was, like, so, so fun. Kind of reminds me of the, like, uh, Dark Skin Women, Cosmos Midnight Swim Mill remix. Yeah, Not yeah, the yeah. first song I've said sounds like that song, but, like, it does give me those vibes. Yeah. I also like this, um, like, high, low-past-ish version. Mm-hmm. Sorry. High-past. The yes. highs pass. The lows do not. <laughs> Anywho, I really like the drums there. Like, especially on the, right when the song starts to pick up, like mm-hmm. that little, like, drum riff right before. But prom night and I had more of a slow burn, you know, like I never was like, oh, my God, like this is like the best song I've ever listened to. But like Mm -hmm. each release, I was like, oh, I like this. Oh, I fucking like that. Oh, I like this. And now I'm like constantly paying attention when they have new releases. Yeah. And I feel like they are still carrying out their fun, like funky vibes. Yeah. Anywho. Backtrack time. Yeah. 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 All right. You go first. Okay. Oh shit, what is this? This is so good. 
Wait, I've definitely heard this song before. Who is the vocalist? So the vocalist. Oh my god, there's a dude chat. Check a dude chat. Yeah, it's it's Jonah Frosser and Cho. I have no idea. <laughs> that was an interesting pronunciation that I'm almost sure is incorrect. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> there's no way that I can pronounce any of the things in these in this fucking song besides. Ja- oh wait, nope, not that either. <laughs> um, Gylo. Okay. Do you remember Gylo? I feel like that sounds familiar. Yeah. So Gylo has like a second account that like <laughs> posts like <laughs> oh, good. remixes, you know, so that they don't get down and taken down for copyright and all that. That's up. Um, Lol. <laughs> but um, so that's like a it's like a fun like club remix of that song, and I have no idea. <laughs> Where the original song comes from. Oh, great. Or what even language it is in. (laughs) Way to do your research before this one. This is what happens when I don't have anything. And then I off the dome. And I tell myself, like, hey, you haven't done a club track in in a while. (laughs) Congrats on that. So why don't you just stick some shit in there? But yeah, so I mo- like the only things that I really have to say about it is are the memories that I associate with it because it's about which I like I love you, but are have little relevance to the rest of us. But go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that it was like posted a very long time ago, and then I found it uh, like around six-ish months ago or something. Mm-hmm. It was at the same time as Know Myself, Justine Sky. It was like, that was the oh, same. Oh, yeah. It's so funny because era. I sometimes like, I'll like conflate two artists for literally no other reason besides the fact that like they both had bangers around the same time that arrived at my ears. Yeah. Like within days of each other. And I'm like, oh, they're the same. <laughs> they're so similar. <laughs> um, But yeah, that's a, that's a bop. It's a bop, you know? I feel like as much as I always am like, oh, what should I say like about this song? I also feel like that's the same trap that a lot of like blogs and review sites will get stuck in where they're like, oh, we can't talk about it unless we have like something to say. To and you. that's the thing is that like when it gets as obscure as this, like even for me, it's like. I don't even think that that much background would, like, help. I'm just trying to, like, get the word out there that this is a banger. <laughs> All right. And I'm into and that. And that's sometimes how it'd be. <laughs> totally fair. Totally fair. Anyways, moving on. Of course. It's not of course for me. It's of course for you. Yeah. <laughs> I love this like hip hop drum. Do you know this song? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never heard it before. Um, I just happen to know all the words. Okay, so this song is called Flicker. It's by Porter Robinson. And I chose this song because 
I knew that Jay would have a lot of things to say about it, but I also feel like this is one of the most interesting songs off of the World's album, which came out like four years ago, a week ago-ish. Yeah. And that is why I said, of course, is because I mentioned to M that Worlds had its four-year anniversary, and I was just like, this is wild to me, because that means that, like, it is, like, I'm at the point in in college that I was in high school, like, when this, <laughs> yeah, when this time, album time Yeah, so, time is really strange. Um, but yeah, I think this song is a really cool example, because, like, so Porter Robinson's background was, like always kind of a more like electro house edm prodigy kind of yeah. like early on in the scene had a lot of like hard hitting remixes that edged into electro yeah with like that kind of complex gritty production um he like befriended Madion on like a forum he was like full like yeah they were friends when they were like 13. bedroom edm yeah. producer yeah and then i think there was like a a shift when he released the song Language. Yeah. Which also would have been a great backtrack candidate. Um, and he started saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I don't like EDM anymore. Like, it's boring kind of thing. Just because it's... I And I can sort of see where he, he was coming from in the sense that, like, it's a little bit... You can do a ton with it and it's still, like, I think, really artistic. But it is a little bit more formulaic in the sense that there's, like, yeah. these intros, you know, like, the breakdown, the drop. Like, there's obviously room for creativity in there. But, yeah, yeah, he, not wrong to say it's formulaic. And then he came out with, um, was it Sad Machine or was it uh, Sea of Voices? Then sea of Voices he came out first. With Sea of Voices. And it was, like, so different. Like, very soundscape like, glitchy kind of world-building stuff that he's much more known for now. I will say about Sea of Voices, just because I don't think that... Like, I had this epiphany. Porter Robinson is a bit of a weeaboo. He watches a lot of anime. <sighs> and the lyrics of Sea of Voices correlate far too much to the endings like arc of neon genesis evangelion which is a very well-known anime but i think that it's about that that song is about neon genesis evangelion that's all i'm gonna say okay well that's why i didn't pick that fucking song as my backdrop anyways so it was this like really big shift because at that point porter robinson was like the king of you know, like, he was, like, headlining festivals. Like, and yeah. he had a really quick rise. So, I mean, it's not like he was, like, an Armin Van Buren or something. Or, like, a, you know, like, it, he wasn't at that status. But in terms of, like, everybody was watching what Porter Robinson was, like, gonna do next right, sort of right. thing. And then he just, like, totally did this completely different thing. And, like, you know, yeah, for sure there's a bit of a weeaboo coefficient. But he did the production very well. I think that you know Porter Robinson is more of a benevolent weeaboo than anything. <laughs> there are like gross weeaboos, but like I think that his his you're so mean. Like I think you can like what's the difference between having like an appreciation for a culture and it's like lore exactly. and canon and being a problematic weeaboo? You know, exactly. I don't feel like he's that problematic. That's what I'm saying is that okay. he's a benevolent weeaboo and he just like enjoys it because it he legitimately enjoys like the art and And the, if you've like, played DDR for that long the... as a child, it's like you're you've been set on a path. We would know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um okay, so yeah, so this album came out, it's called Worlds and it just changes up a lot of 
things that you would associate with EDM. For example, like there's these long intros and then they have these like breakdowns and then they have a drop, but like in Flickr, it starts right off with what I would consider to be like the hook. You know, there is no like, here's this intro before we get into the meat of the song. It just kind of has this like vibe that hits you immediately. Yeah. Um, and then it uses we keep talking about vocal splicing, but like Porter Robinson really popularized this style of editing these um, sort of computerized voices Yeah, within the community of like EDM and electronic music and it's adjacent people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think this song, it has so much of like a hip hop vibe and, but like maintains a lot of like electronic aspects. And I think it's like such an interesting mix of genres that is done super, super well. Um, the song also has like the best remixes, I would say, which obviously yeah. isn't related to Porter Robinson, but it definitely has the yeah. other remixes that have come out of other songs that were on this album. I'm like not that yeah. down for, but, um, Maritina records like also had a, a remix EP like for Flickr specifically. It was called re Flickr. And that was the first time that I had ever heard about Creon because Creon was on that, oh. um, that yeah. EP. Um, but what I will like say is that I can't say that I like knew Porter Robinson during the language era. I like because that is yes, actually you. D- you didn't know the bootlegs and stuff. I knew of them, but I didn't follow Porter Robinson actively. Really, you were the one who was told me that it leaked like the two days before the album came out. You're like Porter Robinson leaked it so good. Oh yeah, but that was because I like st- I started becoming more of a fan because after sea of voices and after sad machine i like it Mm. fully awakened my okay my first like road onto the glitch aesthetic was uh derezzed by daft punk Mm. Um, okay and then like that the catalyst was worlds like literally right so like that makes sense uh, like 90 i will say that the world's album is absolutely pivotal to all of my visual aesthetics as like an artists yeah yeah like the whole album was is so well done and so like the backtrack isn't even really like it flicker i think is like a really cool example but like the whole album is was pivotal for the electronic music community i i agree for sure if you've never heard the album like just like take a moment and then just like listen to all like you gotta do all of it in order just like it has like a story. It ha- like it has an arc. It's it's so beautiful. So beautiful. I, like um, but yeah. Anyway, that is my backtrack slash back album. Congrats to Porter Robinson for four years since Worlds. <laughs> um, but yeah. Do you have any other any other announcements? Uh oh, Sean Wasabi is returning next week. Oh, true, with true, a true, new true. Song, and I literally cannot contain myself. But oh my that's God. it. I hope it's good, lol, because we just hyped it up. Oh, uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, we have no rating. Like do that. <laughs> Sad. Or and like actually like go look at our website because we have all the like playlists and we have um other links of like shit that we reference yeah so if you want to look confused like watch the bananas and avocados vine yeah. or whatever <laughs> i put a lot of work into that so <laughs> um but yeah so thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next week she said the devil will want you back and you'll never find love in an
shut your eyes so you see under 